0: i just need to bring up that somebody in this has to be a sugar daddy
1: (laughs) but not the dad he's not the sugar daddy he's the big (laughs) con that's why she
0: married him yeah Yeah. all those kisses
1: Uh, you got him started this is your fault (laughs) (laughs) i i will admit that i was
0: wrong (laughs) oh and the um uh whatchamacallit uh (laughs) Uh, nope. Too far. Okay, okay. I'll take 5.
1: Uh, <laughs> how do I How do I delete someone else's <laughs> podcast?
0: How do you unsubscribe from this podcaster of Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hey there, story fans. Welcome to Almost Plausible, the podcast where we take ordinary objects and turn them into movies. We do that by first pitching some story ideas and then working as a team to come up with a movie plot. The team I'm referring to are Emily.
2: Hey, guys.
0: F. Paul Shepard. Happy to be here. And I'm Thomas J. Brown. Today, we're teaming up to tackle marshmallows. Emily Shep, how do you feel about marshmallows? Uh, they're nice
1: in hot cocoa. Yes, agree.
0: And s'mores. You kind of need those for s'mores.
1: I'm not a fan of s'mores.
2: I like the really gross marshmallows, like marzipan, and, uh, which is not actually a marshmallow, but to me it tastes like a marshmallow. And um, Lucky Charms marshmallows, like the gross crunchy ones. Yeah, the freeze-dried ones, love those. Yeah, those are the best. Uh, other than that, I uh,
0: uh, they're fine. Every once in a while I'll get a craving for a marshmallow, and if we happen to have any in there in the house i'll just pop one in my mouth there i think
2: they (laughs) sound like a good idea and then i
0: eat one and i'm like this was why did i do this one is always enough i'm never like i'll go get another
1: (laughs) oh they're good in desserts like orange fluff or what's the other one
0: ambrosia ambrosia
1: yeah or maybe just like ambrosia i mean ambrosia (laughs) is not terrible Depends on who makes it. I mean, it has marshmallows in it. So.
2: Yeah, I eat around it. It's like anything with raisins. I just eat uh, around it.
1: Uh, you can't eat around raisins in an oatmeal raisin cookie. No. There's subterranean raisins. That's hiding why there.
2: Those are the cursed cookies because they're the one thing you can't
0: unraisin. Subterranean yes. raisins. That's going to be the name of my next band. Yes. We'll <laughs> do California raisins cover songs, but like <laughs> punk. Ska. <laughs> bring
2: back ska let's do that it's time it is time i actually have been waiting for a ska band to come out because i'm like it's been 30 years right (laughs) it's time
0: Yeah. yeah all right well we should probably pitch a few story ideas while we're here right so emily why don't you get us started
2: all right i have a claymation style movie about a lonely marshmallow who wants to find love she ends up meeting a nice piece of chocolate who tries to convince her to run away with him, only to find out he leads a cult and needs her to ascend into a s'more.
1: I, the first thing I thought of was the comic where it's a chocolate and a marshmallow and a
0: graham cracker sitting on couches. And they're like, you probably wonder why we brought you here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like how we were talking about the California raisins and then immediately went into a claymation pitch.
2: Yep, that was very kismet of us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So my second pitch is a lonely woman becomes famous for a viral video of her playing chubby bunny and stuffing an obscene amount of marshmallows in her mouth. She becomes known as the marshmallow girl and tries to ride the fame out in some funny way.
1: Don't children choke on marshmallows and die? I only just heard
2: that kids choked on it. And then I was like, oh, no, I let them play that at one of my children's birthday parties.
0: Like I encouraged it. I was paying attention to make sure that everyone was breathing. (laughs) Do you think we could get the overly attached girlfriend to play the main character in that one? (laughs)
2: That would be great.
0: (laughs) She's due for a, uh, a, you know, another turnaround. Yeah, right. It's time for the breakout
1: hit where she becomes a movie star. Right.
2: All right. And my final pitch is murder victims start showing up in town around the time of the annual Hot Cocoa Festival. They all have marshmallows shoved down their throats. There's a race against time to solve the murders before a high profile person in the town becomes the next victim.
1: Well, here's another opportunity for overly attached girlfriend, but this time as the murderer.
0: (laughs) There you go. Well, Emily, uh, you've got a couple that are really similar to the first thing that I thought of, which is a serial killer one, and he's known as the chubby bunny killer or she, I don't know, you know, as we've previously established, uh, women can be serial killers as well. (laughs) We're (laughs) all about equality here. Yep. Uh, And they kill their victims by stuffing their mouths with marshmallows until they choke and die. I'm down. My next idea, a group of kids who are on a quest to find the fabled marshmallow mountain.
1: Are they kids or are they unicorns? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Does one of them lose a kidney? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, my last idea. One day marshmallows of all kinds rain down from the sky. The phenomenon is novel at first, but quickly becomes problematic as the world is slowly being buried in marshmallows. It's it's cloudy with a chance of marshmallows.
2: Oh, that would be a nightmare. Could you You'd get stuck in it and you couldn't move? And oh, if the temperature got too warm, it would just
1: be
0: sticky everywhere. And all the like vermin that would be just feasting on it. Yeah, it'd be awful.
1: Those are mine. Okay. A Mallow King hires a marshmallow to rescue a princess for him. And a donkey comes along. (laughs) (laughs) No? Okay. How about a boy builds a giant marshmallow-looking robot and becomes a superhero? Mm. No? Okay. Captain of a marshmallow ship on the Hot Cocoa Sea. I like this premise. That's it. That's all I got. (laughs) Is the ship made of marshmallow? Yes, the ship is a marshmallow. That means
2: it's got a finite amount of time to cross right. the hot Cocoa Sea because it will, in fact, melt.
1: I mean, they just do maintenance when they come in to dock. Ah. Just normal. Just slapping another
0: coat of marshmallow on it. Maybe it's like, you know how with, with on our planet we have warmer and colder areas of the ocean, so maybe they have to stick to the colder areas. Ah, oh, wow, that's mm. good. But at some point in the story, they have to sail through the the hot chocolate equator area. Right. And that's going to cause damage to the ship. They get stirred off course. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. It's good. Love <laughs> That's it. That's adorable.
2: I like that.
0: With Captain Overly Attached Girlfriend, right? That's maybe, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now she plays a mermaid. She'd be a siren, obviously. Oh, yes. Obviously. <laughs> no idea what the story would be, but I like the premise. I, I don't know.
2: I imagine they were pirates, but I guess it doesn't specifically say that in the pitch. It does just say Captain of a Marshmallow That's true. Ship. It could just
0: be, it could be a merchant ship a merchant marshmallow ship, and they deal with pirates at some point, what would the pirates be in? Would they have, like, a graham cracker ship, or what, what would they have? It would be cobbled together out of old stir sticks. Yeah, the, the peg leg is graham cracker. Yeah, that's his name, Captain Graham Cracker.
2: It'd be a peppermint boat. they be peppermint uh. pirates, ar. There you go.
0: <laughs> and their captain's name is Patty. I
2: actually really like that. <laughs> peppermint Patty, <body, ar. laughs>
1: So that's how they get off course. The pirates are chasing them. Yeah. So let's get Starbucks to sponsor
0: this.
2: <laughs> no, I'm boycotting them and their lack of eggnog this year.
0: I'm boycotting them because of their shitty union busting policies. <laughs> right. I mean, there's plenty of reasons to boycott Starbucks, but really, I draw the line at
2: not bringing eggnog
0: back. <laughs> I was already boycotting them before the eggnog, and that just reaffirmed right. my... Right, that's the final straw. Yeah. So are we going
1: to get Pendleton Ward to do the art for... Oh, Yeah. Oh, well, now that I'm thinking it's so much like Candy Kingdom. It really is. <laughs> oh, no. Adventure Time went on for like nine seasons. Are we sure there wasn't an episode like this? There might have been, actually. There might have been. There's no <laughs> way to tell. Nobody's seen all nine seasons. An obscure German children's book
2: features, I believe, a hot cocoa hot springs on mm. an island made of
1: food. Mm. I like the hot cocoa hot springs. Does anybody have a picture on that? They're the marshmallow people, and they go to a hot cocoa hot springs. <laughs>
2: But then they would melt.
0: But you just melt a little bit. <laughs> it's and it the feels good so kind good. of melt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So which one of these jumps out at us? What about the idea of a marshmallow island and it's a hot cocoa sea and they're not in a marshmallow ship? They're just in a ship. Ah, so they're sailing the hot cocoa sea to get to the marshmallow island.
1: But the island's getting smaller and smaller every year. And oh, it's yeah. really an allegory for climate change. Yeah. yeah.
0: There's some resource that's
1: only available at that island. Yeah, the marshmallow mines. Right. It's what their
2: economy is based off
1: of. Yeah. What are we going to do? Change our economy just because our primary resource is going to disappear? That we've built all our infrastructure around?
0: Ridiculous! Uh, what about a story that takes place in a bowl of cereal? So it's a mini-world bowl of cereal. There are marshmallows that float around
2: the only problem i have with this is it's a cute idea for like a short yeah but it's not
1: shorts are so much easier let's
0: shoot shorts
2: from now
1: on (laughs) that's our true calling i'm reminded of the comic where it's a a ship and there's these white milky guys crawling up the side and the captain's like hold keep fighting hold and then at the end it's just a a boy eating a bowl of cereal So we want a tiny world
0: of some kind that incorporates marshmallows. I mean, it doesn't have to be a tiny world necessarily, because I I agree that, like, if it's in a bowl of cereal, what's happening outside the cereal? It feels like the world would be changing constantly. Right. If we just set this in a food-based world. Right. Like Adventure Time, where it's just like, oh, there's just food here. That's just how this place is.
2: I mean, Adventure Time didn't invent that concept. It's, It's not theirs
0: and theirs alone. We could totally... Make a food movie. Maybe there are different oceans with different liquids. There's like an orange soda ocean and. The
2: fantasies. Hey. <laughs> the seven up seas. What if there is a Marshmallow Mountain and they are going to it? How old are the kids? What if it's not kids?
1: What if it's adults? Yeah. <laughs> the guy hires a Sherpa to take them up Marshmallow Mountain.
2: Yeah.
0: Are these explorers? Is it like yeah. a Vasco da Gama type, type of thing?
2: Yeah. Let's do that. They're going to explore what's on the other side of Marshmallow Mountain or the Mar- Marshmallow Mountain Ranges.
0: Mm. They're looking for the Northwest Passage.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> what do they think is beyond the mountains?
2: That is the uh, realm of monsters, obviously.
0: I mean, are they looking for Dorado sort of thing? There's a, a world of pure sugar.
1: Marshmallows are pure
0: sugar. <laughs> There's a world with no sugar. Well, finally, it could just be that they're explorers. And so no one has gone beyond the mountains yet. And so they're going to venture forth and see what lies beyond the mountains because there is some resource scarcity that's going on. And so they go across the mountains and you start introducing more savory things. So like there's pretzels, like chocolate covered pretzels. So it's like there's still candy, but it's like starting to switch over. And there's maybe like. Uh, caramel popcorn and stuff like that and then you start moving into just regular pretzels and salted buttered popcorn and more savory types of foods and then they get into a world of like spicy which is like a tropical environment and but what's the plot yeah <laughs> that's what i was just trying to think of i like the visuals that's it it's a visual piece
1: it's it's fantasia we're not look it's a gear wrath of god but in <laughs> candy land is this just Candyland? Are we just doing Candyland? They, yeah. They're going on an adventure that
0: goes around these food-based locations. Candyland is all candy, though. If we did different types of food, like savory and salty and spicy.
2: Okay, so if we made it like a one-to-one thing to, like, the natural world, and you have, like, your deserts and your tropical areas and whatnot, yeah. like, sometimes we get things from those other areas in our atmosphere, in our, mm, but they're, yeah. we're running low on those, so we go to the, the source of them, right? Maybe it rains salt. I don't know. I'm really just spitballing here. Um, so they have to go find where the salt originates from mm. because they do need it.
1: Or they don't need it. And something is blowing in salt, which they haven't oh, seen before. There you mm. go. And all the marshmallow people are like, what is this? This is awful. And the caramel people are like, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's the resolution? What do they find?
2: The marshmallows at the poles are melting <laughs> into the hot <hundred>. chocolate <laughs> see.
1: They're all doomed. It's funny because it's true. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to
2: reality, children.
1: Yes. Look, there's no easy way to tell you that the world is
0: screwed.
2: We're sugarcoating it the best we can. (laughs) Literally.
0: (laughs) So is there like a salt volcano that's erupting salt into the sky and it's blowing across the world?
2: Well, the salt's obviously in the desert. That's what the sands are. Okay. And nothing can grow there and it's a wasteland because it's salt. That all checks out. So there's wind picking up when the wind is coming from the gas of the people in the tropical area because they're eating too many spicy things.
0: Well, if it is, if the salt is a natural phenomenon, how do they solve the problem that the city is having? They don't. They all die. So, yeah. So what would be the resolution? Like, what would be the action that they would take to solve their problem? Mass suicide. (laughs) They all drink the Kool-Aid? Problem solved. Whereas, like, if it was something like, oh, the desert people are dumping their waste salt and it's polluting our world, then potentially that's a thing they could stop or or change somehow.
2: Are the people of this world food based or do they just live in a food based world?
0: We haven't decided yet.
2: Okay, so they're they're not food based themselves, but they live in a food based world. So they have warring factions. You have your salty people of the desert, Mm -hmm. your sweet people.
1: I'm trying to pay attention, but I have the song "Blue" by Apple 65. Why? Because she said a food world, <laughs> and I, I... <laughs> and everything's food to him. He lives in a food house. He's got a food girlfriend. Wait, she would
0: be food. <laughs> Is there a resource that all of the different regions lack that they're fighting over?
1: I'd say that it should be land. They're fighting over the remaining marshmallow islands as they're all melting into the
0: Cocoa Sea. As the sea heats up? As the sea heats up, the islands are melting. And so are there like, are there basically like marshmallow polar bears or something that are. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) a polar bear standing, trying to balance on one single
1: marshmallow. Yeah.
2: I'm imagining it trying to catch Swedish fish as they jump out of the (laughs)
1: water. That's the critical whatever. They have to figure out what to do because their grandfather, you know, built this house near the beach, but now the hmm. beach is encroaching. You know, the cliff is just falling apart as yeah. it melts. And they're like, it's happening everywhere. It's happening everywhere. What do you do? What do you do? They're about to be homeless. So they have to go somewhere. So do they build a ship? They're going to live on the ocean now? What do they build the ship out of if everything is made out of Marshmallow.
0: Is literally everything made out of marshmallow? Just the land. There are two elements on this planet. Marshmallow and hot chocolate. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. I kind but- of like
1: that because they can't just go swimming or whatever. Whoever falls in the hot chocolate just melts. Oh. How would they solve their problem? They can't solve their problem. So what's the plot? They all die. We're sugarcoating. Yeah, we're sugarcoating <laughs> climate change. So this is a big war over resources, the resource being land that hasn't melted into the hot cocoa sea yet. So things are getting more and more crowded. Yes.
2: You see little shanty floating towns of graham cracker and cookies, but they're melting too at a faster rate. They're only temporary relief.
0: Yep. People floating by in little (laughs) lifesavers. I mean, I think we have a, a compelling point A, but we need a solid point B to get to.
2: All of them inevitably dying isn't a solid point B. I
0: mean, what happens at the end of major disaster movies? It all calms down and humanity figures out how to rebuild.
2: Some scientist discovers
0: either some magical solution or they
2: learn to use other resources
0: to make their way. Right. So somebody figures out how to capture the cotton candy clouds and spin them into new islands of uh, manufactured marshmallow bricks or something.
1: They just built airships. They start living in the sky. <laughs>
0: there you go. That's the solution for climate change. We'll just move to space. There's like three billionaires and they all have rockets that they're testing. And This is a kid's movie.
1: You can't put <laughs> penis rockets in it.
0: Is there a corrupt mayor who's...
1: Well, there's only... just rich people that own giant islands mm, yeah. all to themselves. It's like, who decided that this is all yours? Yeah. Like the marshmallow land is a natural resource that belonged to all of us. And you just decided it was yours. You just decided. You put up a flag.
0: Mm-hmm. Are these islands where, like, it was part of a larger landmass, but because it's marshmallow, they were able to, like, carve out a big chunk and sail? Ooh. Oh. So they've, like, taken something that was previously part of... I like that. I like that. So you have the people who are, like, who are making that argument of, like, no, this was a thing that everybody owned and, and previously had access to. and You just took it and declared that it was yours.
2: And that's part of the problem why it's melting because now there's more surface area to get into the cracks of the marshmallow and create more melting.
1: It's all the billionaire's fault.
0: It really is. It works (laughs) on so many levels. So is it too late to re-cohere the marshmallow islands?
1: I was going to say, that's the resolution. If you get all these outer islands and then put them all back together, it doesn't solve the long-term problem. So you end on them acknowledging we'll need to do something because it's still going to eat away at the outer edge of the lands, but it'll just be slower now. We've bought ourselves some time. You set up the sequel.
2: Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) they've bought some time to figure out the real solution. Lithium batteries. Right. We need
0: to cool this hot cocoa ocean (laughs) somehow. And then there are those people who are like, entropy will take care of it. Don't your natural (laughs) cycles to the warmth of the ocean. Yes,
1: it will cool, but we'll all be melted by then. Do the math.
0: So are we going to focus on like a small group of people like we typically do in these kinds of disaster movies? Of course. You've got your. Does the scientist, obviously. Scientist. (laughs) Your true leader politician-esque. Do you have like the corrupt mayors with them at first? I mean, you don't realize that the mayor is corrupt. I don't think the
1: mayor is part of the group. I think that they go to the mayor and find out mm-hmm. that he's the one that sold off big chunks of the land to mm-hmm. the, the billionaires. So, of course, he's a denier.
2: Yeah. It's not causing problems, it's just heating right. up a little bit.
0: He's just full of excuses. He's got a, a way to explain every argument away, whether it makes sense or not. Right. But one thing he knows for sure is it's not my fault. Nothing I did caused this. <laughs> Everything he did was legal. Right. Yes.
1: Okay. So we have the family whose home is about to fall into the hot cocoa sea. We have the corrupt governor. Yeah. We have the billionaires. We have the scientist, the 80 year old scientist that is inexplicably friends with the boy from the family. Yeah, of course. The scientist's solution is to build a DeLorean that goes back in right. time to when there was more land.
2: How about instead of it being a random friend that
1: doesn't make any sense? The scientist is like his fucking uncle. Or or grandparent or something. Yeah. So his son has the house that's too close to the sea? Yeah. Yeah. And he's trying to convince him to move further inland, but he's a he's a denier.
0: So obviously the dad's arc is believing in climate change. What are we gonna call it? Not climate change. Cocoa change? Yeah, hot cocoa change. Cocoa warming. Yeah. So Early on, do we have a scene near the beginning where the grandfather is trying to convince his son to move? Or is that just something that comes up later where when their house falls into the sea, the grandfather's like, hey, I told you, I've told you for years. Ah, that's that's
1: where they introduce the grandfather because their house has fallen into the sea. Where are they going to go? Right. They need a place to stay. Yeah. Right. And he has to go to his dad who told him this was going to happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But he rebelled against him. Yeah, that's a great way to introduce the character. How does the movie start? I mean, surely it's not just their house falls into the sea. So what is? The opening scene is just a house falling into the cocoa. All right, that actually could be really funny. Like you're pushing across. I see like a fly in shot where you're pushing across the cocoa sea. You're coming up to the white marshmallow cliffs. And there's this beautiful house that's perched on the edge of the cliff. You know, it has an amazing view of the ocean. And it's sort of like you come up and sort of stop on it. And there's like a beat and then the house just like crumbles into the ocean
1: or you're panning along the beach at all the houses right and then you get to one and it collapses and it stops wes anderson style (laughs) yeah (laughs) so that's the opening shot but that's not their house that's one of their neighbors right
0: yes yes very good
1: so that's the kids are going to their dad going like it's gonna be us soon it's gonna be us next right it's three
0: doors down just fell into the ocean Oh, they built on that sandy area. Their their home was less stable than ours.
2: They had all those cookie crumbs under their house.
0: Yeah. They had ants. So. <laughs> Just ants living there. Insectist father. <laughs> Wait, is this
1: a pro insects movie? Because I need to rethink some things. <laughs> So the father's in denial, but has some inkling that it might happen to them.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think his denial is largely based on, I don't know what else to do. Right. And no one's going to buy the house. Right. Because it's not worth anything, because it's about to fall
1: into the cocoa. Right. So they argue with the dad, and then the house collapses, like right then, what's the chain of events? For somehow, the house collapses. Right. There's got to be something, though. What is that initial setup? Yeah.
2: Do they come back from a weekend at Grandpa's and Grandpa sees that the house down the road has collapsed? Or no,
1: they don't talk to Grandpa. That's they're they're estranged until they have no other option. I think the dad knows deep down, yeah, that that their house is not safe. So, like, one of the kids asks if their friends can come over, and he's like, "Why don't you go to their house?" Mm, Yeah. He's not admitting that he's wrong, but he's not an idiot. He knows. But he doesn't have a solution. Yeah, he's realized a little too late
2: and can't sell now.
1: Right. You have a phone call with him on the phone to the realtor. And they're like,
0: there's no bids. There's no offers. Or on the phone to the bank, who's sorry, you still have a mortgage you need to pay. Like, we're not just dissolving your mortgage. Yeah, we're not a charity. Right. That's money you borrowed. You You speculated. I'm sorry that this is happening to you, but... I mean, he didn't speculate. He's living there. He's not buying the property. But the speculation is that something like this isn't going to happen basically, that you will be able to, that you'll any loan is a speculation in some respect. So when he bought the house, was it
1: by the beach or did someone take that land and it suddenly became beachfront property? So at first he thinks, great. Right. Now it's worth a lot. He paid a little bit for it because it was inland. Just a tiny little property. Now it's beach front property. Right. So he's pro the billionaires taking the land and moving off to their own island. And in fact, when it came to a vote, he voted for it. And he's been bragging to all of his friends. Right. He's smart.
2: Oh, yeah, because he got a little kickback for it,
1: too, to take part of his marshmallow. Did they take part of his marshmallow or did they take it right at the property line? He didn't get a kickback, but his property value did increase for a while because it was suddenly beachfront property. But now it's dissolving and it's losing all its value. Yeah. So he could have been smart and sold out right then, but didn't. He held on to it and now it has become worthless. Yeah. Okay. And he voted for it. So he's in deep denial that he was so wrong. Ooh,
2: did he take out a big giant home equity loan?
1: Yes.
0: Yeah. Because yeah. it was worth so much more now. And their right. house was already almost paid off. So they were almost free and clear, and now they have this huge debt again that maybe the wife wasn't totally sure about. Or aware of? No, mm. they, they gotta know. Uh, but he wants to, like, fix up the house because it's only going to appreciate in value as this neighborhood. Oh, yeah.
1: He took out a loan and then <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> then renovated, renovated the, the house, house, which is now going to fall into the ocean. Oh, oh.
0: It hurts so bad thinking about because it, it's not his fault, but it is his fault. Yeah. Right, right. So is, I feel like there needs to be at least one major event that happens prior to their house falling. Like, is their house falling in the end of the first act?
1: Yes, because yeah. then they have to go to the grandpa and introduce him right. as a character. And that's kind of like where the story starts in earnest. Right. So what's the other thing that happens before the collapse?
0: I feel like it needs to be something that's totally external to them that we're like establishing some major story element right. here for later. We're world building that's going to come back. Right. Yeah, yeah. So maybe it's something with the billionaires or the politicians or something. Why are we focusing on this family specifically? What special skills do they bring to the table that are going to allow them to survive the upcoming apocalypse, basically? Well, their grandpa is a scientist. I mean, is that it? You got to follow someone in a movie. Right. But I mean, like, I guess I think of something like San Andreas, where one of them's a pilot and one of them's a scientist and one of them's a, you know, it's like everybody has their own skill that they're bringing. And so it's like, that's why this group is uniquely qualified to survive as opposed to some other family who maybe has a scientist in it, but they don't have access to a helicopter or a sea captain. Right. Does the dad have some redeeming skill or you know, has he purchased a boat so they can go beyond the boat? Or did he used to work in the Marshmallow Mines and so he knows something about the structural integrity of marshmallows? Or, you know, like, is it something like that?
1: I like the boat one because he could have bought that with the money. With the
0: money, yeah.
1: That had crossed my mind. So that's the one good thing that he spent money on is a sturdy
0: boat that's not going to melt in the sea. So later when the grandfather's house is threatened and they lose that house the grandfather lives way inland he knew what was going to happen why would they ever leave his house then
1: uh he moved inland after the kids had already his kids had already moved out
0: but what i'm saying why why does our group of people that were following they go to the grandfather's house why would they ever leave it over the rest of the course of the film
1: because all of the islands being separate is causing all the islands to melt faster than they would be connected And he knows that because he's a scientist. So he's like, we need to go out and get the islands and bring them back together. He still has his house in the center. He's still safe, but he recognizes that long term Mm. things need to change and they need to get all these things back together for everyone's benefit, but also his because it's better to live in a functioning society than one that has collapsed. So we can make the mom have some kind of good skill, too.
0: I think we should, yeah. What's the mom's skill? I don't know. She's really funny. She tells great jokes. Keeps <laughs> yeah. everyone's mood up.
2: She's got giant boobs. <laughs> that's
1: that's her skill, Emily, with the female's perspective. Yeah. Thank you, Emily, for your
0: your two welcome. big marshmallows up there. <laughs> and the dad <laughs> likes to motorboat, so it all works <laughs> out. <laughs> uh. Well, on that note, let's take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, maybe we'll figure out the rest of our story for Marshmallow. All right, we're back. Before the break, we were trying to figure out what is the mom's special skill that makes her valuable to this group of people? She could be a medical professional. She could be a... What would be the danger? Scalding from the hot chocolate? Yeah. Because if everything's made of marshmallow, it's all pretty soft, I have to imagine.
1: Or she's the scientist, like the grandfather. So they get along really well. Right. And the husband is left out. And he feels really upset because it, both his wife and his father connect on a level that he doesn't connect to them on.
2: So, like, the grandfather is, like, an academics scientist who's looking at problems and solutions and hmm. stuff. And the mother is in industry. She's an industry scientist. She's looking right. at making money, making maybe she knows more about the process of
1: separation and like how it works and why it's going wrong so quickly. Because the too many islands separated. That was the problem. Like the first island separated. They did like an impact study and it's like, well, it's not going to be that bad. But when you have 20 islands separate. Right. Now it's a much bigger impact because each one right. magnifies the damage that it's being done.
0: Well, and there was an arms race to who had the biggest island. So each yes. successive
1: island was bigger and bigger and bigger. Right. Right. That's why the dad was so happy to have beachfront property because beachfront property was suddenly very expensive because yeah. billionaires were buying it up. But all the billionaires have bought it up and left. And there, right. there's no one's buying his property now. He held on too long. Yeah. So she and the grandfather can work
2: together because wouldn't it wouldn't be as easy as just smooshing it back together, Right.
0: Oh, yeah, she's got to know how to mix them together, like get the two pieces to stick together again or something. Mm.
2: Yeah, she's got to know the secret mortar.
0: Yeah. Which is more hot cocoa. (laughs) So the grandfather knows the cause of the cocoa warming, and he knows why it's happening and knows a theoretical solution. Mm. And she's uniquely positioned to explain to everybody how to get the pieces to actually stick together. Yeah. Now, who's going to convince all the billionaires to give up their islands, though?
1: That's why they go to see the governor, thinking he'll help. Right.
0: right. They're going to prevent yeah, we this. Have a We have a solution that they're bringing. Right. They're going to present this logical, scientific
1: argument yeah. to the government in charge. That's going to go
0: super well, he said, sarcastically rolling his eyes.
2: I'm up for re-election next year. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. They're kind of hoping for a uh, government decree. Yeah. That he is just not going to do. So what's this? What's the next step? They
1: have a revolt against the governor because otherwise I don't see anything changing
0: because like the governor said, everything he did was legal. Right. So they're going to have to take things into their own hands.
2: Yeah. I mean, this is an apocalyptic level emergency. So
0: citizens get to take back the power. So maybe the original island has been abandoned because that billionaire bought another bigger island. Once all the dick swinging started to happen, he was like, well, now my original island isn't big enough. I have to have a bigger one. So he just bailed on that one. And it's just out there so they can go get that island. And surely the islands must have a way to move. Tiny little motorboat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so They have, have built in motors so they can keep at a distance from the mainland. You don't want it to be too close to the proletariat. So, right So they can use that. They can use the dad's boat to get out to that island and then they can use that island to perhaps crash into another island and then adhere them together and start doing like a Katamari Damashi thing where they're just collecting all these islands. So they start by collecting
2: abandoned islands. Are the billionaires starting to catch on to it and thinking right away, right? That's still my island. I didn't give that up. Oh, yeah. (laughs) How
0: do we stop the evil billionaires? I mean, really, you need a peasant revolt, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, first all, the railroad workers go on strike. (laughs) I don't want to derail the conversation again. (laughs) (laughs) So how do they get the peasants to revolt? How do they convince them that? Either we go out and collect all these islands, or we all die. Those are our
0: options. How do they do their Extinction Rebellion? Right. There has to be some... Like, people don't believe them at first, or at least a lot of people don't believe them. Or it right. seems like an insurmountable issue. And they need to prove that their solution is actually a solution. Right. That's what the first island is for. Exactly. So they go out and they get that first abandoned island and maybe they crash it back into the mainland and readhere it and demonstrate, look, we can get these things, we can bring them back, we can reconnect them. But how does that actually stop the melting of the Marshmallow Island? It doesn't stop it, but it slows it down. Is it demonstrably slower?
1: Yes. I mean, it would be demonstrably slower. You have less surface area,
0: so less is being melted away at any given time. So is this this basically a problem for the writers? How are they going to convey that to the audience visually, though? How is it not clear? (laughs) I mean, there has to be a focal point where it's like this thing, this beloved... uh, memorial is about to crumble into the ocean but we've crashed this island into it and now the memorial is safe and people who go oh yeah look at that sure i buy it these billionaire islands are plenty big enough to protect the ocean the the ocean is encroaching on the town and obviously parts of the city are falling in these are basically just like one home on a giant empty island Mm -hmm. so if we just Put them all back along the shoreline, the current shoreline. That'll buffer and, yeah, like you said, slow down that progress and give us time. Yeah, I'm convinced. Okay. So now they get a critical mass of people to take to the seas and attack the (laughs) billionaires?
2: Yeah, they have to out the governor mayor character. Oh, yeah, totally. And that helps
1: boost their numbers, obviously. Are they outing him or ousting him? Yes. Outing is rude. <laughs> Not that kind of outing. I
2: agree. That kind of outing is rude.
1: That, that's all I'm picturing now is the governor like, being. You guys
2: stop it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they are. What's the right word for that then? Um, for what?
2: Showing his truth. They're pulling back the curtain. They're oh
0: no. outing. Yeah. <laughs> outing is the right word. But yeah. They're, they're revealing his corruptness.
2: Yeah.
1: So maybe that's what the dad is good for is admitting his mistake. And giving a rousing speech to the peasants, the, his fellow peasants, that he was wrong. And he's, he's admitting that he was wrong. He was blinded by greed
0: and his own hubris. Yeah, Sure, maybe he's a blue-collar worker. And so the prospect of beachfront property was like, right. well, this could never happen. I could never have afforded something like this. This is a miracle. Right. And so he was very vocally, like you said, uh, in favor of what was happening So for him to switch sides all of a sudden is meaningful.
2: Yeah, he had given the impassioned speech as to why they should sell in the first place or allow this to happen.
0: Yeah, maybe he convinced a bunch of people originally.
1: Yeah, that's why he really can't go back on it at the beginning, because he convinced others to go along with it. And even if he knows on some level that he was wrong, it would be embarrassing to admit that he was
0: wrong. Is he skeptical that this is going to work? And so the first island convinces him as well. He has to be on board a little bit because they take his boat
1: to the island.
2: Well, he trusts his wife. She's the one with the knowledge and he
1: trusts her implicitly. Right. They have their roles in their family. He knows she's smarter than him. Right. That's why he married her. Right.
2: And she helped convince him that it was okay because she was
0: part of the impact studies on... The first island. The first island. And frankly, what do they have to lose? If this doesn't work... Right. In fact, even better, if this doesn't work, you were right. Although, is he pretty sure it's going to work? He just doesn't want to admit it? Or is he genuinely skeptical of this plan? I think that he would be genuinely skeptical.
2: Yeah.
1: He knows that it's bad that the beaches are being eroded away, but he doesn't think there's really anything that can be done about it. Is it his boat or is it the granddad's boat? The granddad is retired and has a boat. No, granddad doesn't have a boat. He lives so far inland. Why would he have a boat? Where would he keep it? At the harbor. Where do you keep boats? But the harbor is d- dissolving. So there's no place to leave a boat long term. Well, where's the dad's boat? Right on his beach. Then the house fell on top of it? <laughs>
0: that eliminates his role in the in the movie. We can take my boat. <laughs> oh, <Uh-oh. laughs> right. I mean, the other thought. I don't know how this would how much this would convince other people necessarily, is that they don't lose their house. Their house is falling into the ocean. It's not gone yet, but it obviously will. But when they get that first island, they smash it back into the cliff where their house is and it saves their house. And so they're able to demonstrate, hey, we saved our home. We can save your homes, too. You no,
1: know, if the dad's like, oh, we're done, we yeah. solved it. What is the billionaire's response to their islands being stolen from them, essentially? They would try to sail away, wouldn't they? Mm. They have everything they need. They would try to sail away or they'd try to fight off the peasants. They'd hire other people to.
0: Marshmallow mercenaries. Marshmallow mercenaries. Love it. I just need to bring up that somebody in this has to be a sugar daddy.
1: (laughs) But not the dad. He's not the sugar daddy.
0: He's the big hunk.
1: (laughs) That's why she married him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All those kisses.
1: Yeah. Uh, you got him
0: started. This is your fault. <laughs> I I will admit that I was wrong. <laughs> oh, and the um uh whatchamacallit? Uh, uh,
1: uh, <laughs> nope. Too far. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll take five. Uh, <laughs> how do I how do I delete someone else's
0: podcast? <laughs> how do you unsubscribe from this podcaster of yes <laughs> <laughs> so what do we need to figure out in our story still i mean i'm not i think it's the, the, basically the climax i think is what we need right right suddenly all the peasants are on board and they are all... we are we convinced that all the peasants are on board
1: somehow we have to get them on board that's the only resolution that you can have
2: Oh, are we newsying this? Is it the end of newsies where it's just them at right. the paper and they're like, oh man, nobody joined us. We're screwed. And then a right. the wave of child labor workers
1: come and you have to see this movie, Shep. I'm never watching newsies. You can't make me, even though you bring it up every podcast. <laughs> okay, so they have a small group of people that are going out and capturing these islands. The rich people catch on and they start defending their islands with mercenaries. So they go to try to capture an island, but it's got a bunch of mercenaries on it. And they try to fight them, but they can't. They're outnumbered. And that's when the other peasants show up. Newsies style, apparently. <laughs> yeah, that's accurate. Yeah. I've seen Newsies several times. Mm. No Uzi. golly. I'm outnumbered. You are. Newsies
0: is fantastic. <laughs> so I've been repeatedly told. <laughs> by us. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Is it the case that the mercenaries don't actually want to hurt anybody or kill anybody? And so they're overwhelmed by like the the crowd of people is so big that they have that they can't get us all mentality. And that's how they have a show of strength to which the mercenaries response is like, yeah, fine. I don't care that much.
1: I think some of the mercenaries have to realize that if they don't let the islands go back in, they will also be screwed. Yeah, there's some guy whose home
0: is actively being threatened yeah.
2: yeah, you have to have that element. And then I think,
1: yeah, just being overwhelmed by the amount. They're not getting paid that much. <laughs> right. Even if they are, what good is money if society collapses and currency has no value? If I know one thing about mercenaries, it's that they go with the side that has the power.
0: If the billionaires no longer have the power, eh, they're willing to switch sides. I mean, the mercenaries just literally overwhelmed. The people just go running past them and they can't they can't stop everyone. Are they mercenaries or are they just basically security guards? They don't have guns or anything. They're just a show of force who are quickly outnumbered. That they're, they're strong enough to hold back that initial group because it's a fairly small group. But when everyone else shows up, that's a tidal wave of people. They just can't prevent from mm. getting into the control house and taking over.
1: I like that because it's visually right. representative yeah. of the real world situation yeah. where we outnumber billionaires. A billion to one. Right. Why, why are we letting them ruin our planet?
0: Well, it'll trickle down. Don't worry. Just be, be patient. <laughs> <laughs> because one day you might be a billionaire. And don't you want that kind of freedom? No, I <laughs> want a planet with breathable air. Yeah, I've made my choice. Is this happened like one island at a time? Or is it the case where we're focused on our one group on their one island? But that wave happens across all the other islands pretty much simultaneously.
1: I like that because you could have a line about how it seems that the melting of the islands is slow now, but it's going to happen all at once. It's going to be slow at the beginning, but eventually it's going to be all at once. And so when they're capturing the islands at the end, they're doing it one at a time. And then people realize this is the solution. And they all go out in different groups and start getting all the islands all at once. And it's the same line, but the opposite effect.
0: Yep. So what is the very end of the movie? They've crashed all the islands back together. They have a, a single landmass again. The
1: very end is the grandpa and the mom talking about
0: the, we've slowed it down, but it hasn't stopped. Right. Everyone's cheering. Everyone's like, we're saved. We did it. And they're like, hang on. <laughs> this is not a permanent solution. That was step
1: one. <laughs> right. This is the first step. We have to come up with a longer solution because the
0: islands are still melting. Is the final scene essentially a new, like a new governing body new being put together?
1: Blue Harvest. <laughs> is it the final scene a new governing body put together? Or is it just them being triumphant on the beaches that they've crashed the islands into? Like, this isn't a solution, but it's given us time to come up with a solution. That's the end. You end on a triumph. Don't end on bureaucracy. <laughs> Who are you, George Lucas? No, no. The ending is not them in a meeting room talking about uh, who votes I, nay. No, 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 no. This is for kids. Yeah. End it with them being triumphant on the beach. Right. Triumphant, but them saying it's not the end. This is just the first step. That sounds good. Yeah. And then we'll never know what the second step is because the movie's going to flop because right. advertisers won't get on board
0: because capitalism. Yeah. I don't want to make a statement. If you want to make a statement, we'd love to hear your thoughts on today's show. Was it toasted to golden perfection or burnt to a crisp? Let us know by leaving a comment on our website, reaching out on social media, or sending us an email. Links to all of those can be found at almostplausible.com.
2: T and left us a five-star review. They said, A royal romp. These cheeky folks are a breath of fresh air and a world of stale crime sleuth podcasts. Keep up the great work, team.
0: If you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on the show at some point in the future. Until then, Emily Shep and I will return soon with another episode of Almost Plausible.